Welcome back, Michelle Sparks with you, Illuminating Anorexia, Eating, Self and Body Issues. Great to have your company. Today, I want to talk about three keys for carers. Three keys for carers. And they are attitude, open questions, and focus. And I'm going to go into this in a bit more detail. And the reason I'm doing that is because in the last week, I've had a situation that has just brought this question up for someone that I am working with and at the end of the day what you want most as a carer watching someone that you love struggling with an eating disorder is to keep open uh, those channels of dialogue it's it your relationship is such a lifeline to the person that you care for and it must be overwhelming at times to be watching someone that you love or care for behave in ways that you do not understand and that make no logical sense to you and that really frighten you. So absolutely honouring that reality. Um, and I'm, you know, every situation is unique. And it's not easy or appropriate to give pat advice to any, you know, to give general advice um, to us, you know, every situation is unique, put it that way. So in this situation, the, the relationship is between a 19-year-old and a parent. So that can be very different to the relationship between a parent and a 12-year-old. So let me just say that to begin with, but obviously this parent... Um, was concerned with her daughter's behaviour for very good reason. She overheard her daughter um, throwing up. And her reaction to that, and this is just, I know this from talking to the daughter, was challenging, as it would be. And as I helped, hopefully gently help the young one understand that mum would have been extremely anxious. It is extremely anxiety provoking to hear someone that you love getting rid of their food. I mean, that is cause for great concern. You know, as an, a carer, that that behaviour is dangerous, that it is a sign that something's going on for your loved one. And of course, it's going to cause you concern, rightly so. And how do you react? Well, none of us are perfect and we're going to do whatever we do. And that's okay. But, but here are some thoughts for carers who are just facing perhaps a situation like this one. And also, I'm going to speak to uh, the sufferers or the people who are struggling in that situation. What can they do? Again, none of this is simple. So I don't want to, um, you know, downplay that. But here's just a couple of keys, just a couple of thoughts. The first one is attitude. And I think the attitude, because this young person was asking me, well, how can my family help me? Well, one of the best things they can do to begin with is understand that when we're struggling with eating issues in this way, we are behaving in ways that have become beyond our control. Um, it may look to an outsider like we can control this, we can stop this, but at this stage, if we can't stop it, guess what? We can't stop it. It's become out of our control. Maybe somewhere further down the track, if there could have been more interventional help earlier, and that's not said to bring any sense of blame or guilt, you know, 
we never recognise a problem until we have it, until we see it. You know, so we don't see a problem in its, you know, its early stages. We don't see, um, you know, if you think in the physical realm, we don't see broken bones in a person who's got osteoporosis. Um, until we see the broken bone. But if we had an opportunity to see earlier into that situation, we may have seen that there was some bone um, density loss and some thinning and, you know, age-related changes. So what I'm saying here is not about blame. It's recognising that we very often don't recognise a problem until we really can see it. Understandable. We're not going to have a perfect response, carers, we're not. But what we can do that can really help us is to understand that our loved one is currently dealing with what's going on inside and around them in the best way they currently know. It may not seem the best way, and in fact you can see that it's going to be causing some problems for their health and their well-being, and of course you are concerned. But if you can understand that it is currently the best way your loved one, your young one knows how to deal with what's going on inside them, in their feelings, in their thinking. There could be things around them that are triggering difficult feelings, difficult thoughts, uh, critical thoughts and ways of behaving that they have become almost autopilot. They are not even, you know, if you ask them, why do you binge? Why do you get rid of your food? Un, un, they're very unlikely to be able to tell you but they can also get some help with that. But for you, the carer, the first thing is attitude. So that attitude is understanding that what they're doing is, it's a coping mechanism. They're trying to deal with what they're experiencing in the best way they currently know how. Agreed, it is not a, it's not healthy and it's not ultimately helpful, but what happens if our attitude isn't that if we can't come in with, in with that kind of breadth of understanding, what happens is we come in in a combat mode. And understandably so, we, we, we're, we're scared. We're going to be trying to save our young one. But what that will often do, especially in this situation when you've got an older teenager, is it will put, you know, it will often leave them feeling uh, guilty, embarrassed, ashamed, but also blamed and, and like, oh, they don't know what to do and so instead of being able that they'll they'll tend to retreat further rather than be able to tell you what they can about what's going on inside them none of this is easy i'm not saying any of this is easy but the first thing is attitude they're trying to cope okay so that's the first thing so the second thing is seeking to understand and that means open questions so it could be something like you know the first thing is you might want to think about doing this in private, arranging a private space um, so that you have a chance to give them that respect, that that safety of a, a private space with you where your attitude, your attitude is warm, caring, and you're seeking to understand. You're seeking to understand. You, you, it's, it's a journey for all of us as we journey through this, carers and people who are struggling. It's a journey. And you may need some professional help with this, absolutely. But here's just a couple of thoughts. So your attitude, then open questions that seek to understand. Can you tell me what's going on for you? You could even say, hey, you could just begin with that tone of warmth and understanding that says, look, um, I just need to say I overheard you do this or you just name the behavior and say, look, I understand 
you know hopefully you might do some reading I know that um, there are lots of books that can help you get inside the shoes of someone who struggled um, Kirsty Greenwood who now works for Butterfly um, said that you know the book I wrote on illuminating that journey through an eating disorder it really is well designed for carers to help them get inside the heart and mind of someone who is going down this path and behaving in ways that you just cannot understand and in fact one of the reasons I wrote that was to help those around a person struggling understand what might be going on because that understanding is the key to giving a person some space and grace to be, to let down their guard and maybe give you a bit more room and space into their private world to see what's going on. So can you tell me what's going on for you? Look, uh, you know, in this situation, it could have been that mum could say to this one, hey, um, Sammy, let's just say that's a person's name, um, I love you. You mean the world to me. So always affirming the qualities and the um, character of the person you love. Keep that in mind. So Sammy, I I love you. I think you are the, the greatest kid and I love the way you're, you know, you might want to say something very specific there. Um, I just want to share something with you and just take a moment see if we can just talk for a moment because I overheard you getting rid of your food in the bathroom and it caused me such great concern and I understand from doing some reading about this area that this is something you know you're obviously struggling here something's going on for you can you tell me a little bit about it? I don't want to. I don't want to push or pull you at this point. I just want to try and understand what's going on for you because I know, and maybe you even know that this behaviour can actually, you know, it can cause some real problems for you physically. And I'm concerned about that. But first of all, I want to help. I want to understand what's going on. Can we? Can we talk about that? What's happening for you? And maybe that's a question, just one question. Open questions are always the best. It might be, can you tell me how you're feeling? What's happening? I'd really like to help. And just just open up the dialogue. It won't be perfect. You won't have a clear, perfect roadmap, but try and open up the dialogue. And the best way to have open dialogue is to come in with that um, attitude of understanding. So instead of, ah! doing you shouldn't do that you can't do that or whatever that's just going to immediately put both of you in combat zone and you're going to be behind your defenses and your armor and and you're attacking um you know you'll probably both attack each other and you won't get that lovely dialogue that pathway that roadway if you think of a relationship or dialogue like a roadway between you we really need to keep that roadway open so that you can hear each other. And if there are blocks in that roadway, we need to try and work at getting them out of the way so you can hear each other. In this situation, um, carer and young person are, you know, she's she's a young adult. And so helping her to find some words may be appropriate, Can you know, just having that relationship I'll come back and talk to the young one in a moment but so first of all attitude seeking to understand second thing is open questions can you tell me what's going on for you I'd really like to help and the focus really 
is to keep that dialogue open. Understandably, your your focus as a as a mum, a dad, a carer is ultimately for the health and the well-being of your loved one. Absolutely, you've got that uppermost in your mind. But in order for you to get all that good stuff that you want to help get across that roadway, you've got to keep the pathway of communication open. And that's going to be all about having a warm, caring attitude, seeking to understand and open questions. And even if it gets too hard, saying, hey, look, I'm finding this really hard to hear at the moment. I I just might need a bit of time out to think about this. And let's come back in X amount of time and and regroup around this and talk a bit further. Can we do that? Maybe you want to ask your loved one to have a think about what would help you in this situation. What what you're feeling, what you're what you're wanting, what you're needing is what can I do to help you? How can I support you at this moment? So there's lots of ways to move into further dialogue, but the I suppose the very first key is that. You want to come in with a warm, caring attitude. You want to ask open questions and you want to try to keep open that pathway of dialogue. And if it gets too tricky, call in some help. There is help available. So, you know, that's just very short and sweet, but three keys for carers really know how difficult that journey is. Um, There are carer support groups, Butterfly, Body Matters, different um, people do have carer support groups. I, when I see an individual, will often bring in that carer and uh, facilitate that dialogue because it is so important. What we all know, and probably this young lady knows as well, is that the only way to stop disordered eating is going to be to establish a more regular eating pattern. Now, we may know what we need to do. We need to stop vomiting. We need to eat more regularly. But guess what? Right now, we can't do it. So we've got to actually have some conversation and some understanding and then get some knowledge and tools in place to support that movement forward. And of course, if someone is in medical danger, always involve the GP, always have that medical oversight. Um, very important whether they're in a so-called healthy weight range or not people can be behaving in ways that are putting their health at risk so um, very hard to cover everything in one podcast but just want to leave you with that today love your questions love your questions your questions are the best thing you can give me so that I can actually target stuff coming right back to you and I can actually bring in other people to speak to your situations. I've said that before, happy to do that. Um, So please uh, rate, review the show if you're on iTunes or Android, wherever you're looking at it from so that others can find it. Send me your feedback and questions, Michelle at Michelle Sparks. If you have not got hold of my free ebook, come to my website, Michelle Sparks. That's Michelle with two L's and an E, Sparks with an ES.com, MichelleSparks.com. Come to my website, get hold of that ebook. That will help you see how I see eating disorders develop and function. It gives you a simple story. There's a lot more to say on all of that, but it's a start and it's free so until next time carers love you need you you are the lifeline to the people that you support so god bless you i mean that with all my heart travel well until next time okay bye now (laughs) 